Hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here, and welcome to the Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. A good place just to be and breathe and hang out for a while as we share some words about life in Christ. And that's all of it, I think. Life, that is. The good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows. All of it. I think we're going to have a good time, and I hope you enjoy this. I hope you tell your friends about it, and I hope you come back. Well, this episode, episode number 56, is entitled, The Real Thing Never Runs Down. Now, I know that's a bit of an enigmatic title, but I promise I'll explain it before long. In fact, why don't we get started on that right now? There are a lot of ways I could go with this. You know, a lot of people talk about change. And you see signs, political signs, and all of that. There have been so many of them now. I remember a few of them specifically, but lots and lots of candidates have used this kind of thing. You get a big sign, and you just pop up on it this big word, change. Well, we're supposed to be for it. We're supposed to say, yeah, we need change. We're really kind of sick of the way things are now, and we need change. But it just always, to me, has seemed to beg the question, I don't doubt that we need change in lots of areas, but don't we realize that change can go in at least one of two directions? Don't we realize that if I get a toothache, my tooth becomes abscessed, and I end up spending a fortune and a lot of time and a lot of trouble at a dentist to get it fixed, that qualifies as change. But it's not the kind of change I'm much interested in. It seems to me that we need to specify, I want positive change. I want the kind of change that is good and beneficial and helps folks. That's the kind of change I want. But change happens all the time. This is weird. I know it's weird. But I found out my brother does this also, my younger brother. That doesn't help me a whole lot. He's weird too. But anyway, we both like to have three pairs of our main type of shoe. Now, I haven't quizzed him about tennis shoes. I haven't asked him if he has a pair or two of boots. I mean, cowboy boots. But you know, I live in Texas. I mean, for goodness sakes. But my main type of foot apparel for a normal week is really a type of hiking boot. My wife doesn't like it all that much. She doesn't think it looks all that good, but the thing is, it feels good, and I don't think it looks all that bad. And so I found these hiking boots years ago. My toes like them. And when my feet are happy, the rest of me tends to be a lot more happy too. And so I like those things. Well, they last a pretty good while, but to make them look even sort of Oh, I was going to say dressy. They never look dressy. But to make them look at least a little better when I'm wearing my nicest jeans rather than my yuckiest jeans, to make them look better when I'm going to a Rotary Club meeting, for example. In the old days, you would never wear hiking boots to a Rotary Club meeting, but things have changed. And we're pretty laid back here. But even then, I want them to look pretty nice when I go to a meeting like that. And so, 
as they get some wear on them and as they get scuffed up a little bit and they get to the point that I can't quickly polish them or rub some kind of oil on them or whatever and make them look a lot better, I'll buy another pair. And so I'll have my number one pair for dressier stuff. I'll have my number two pair. And then, yes, you've guessed it, I will have a number three pair. They're all the same type of shoe. Why should I complicate my life? I found something that I like. I like this type of, of shoe, this type of hiking boot. The number three pair is specifically for mowing the yard. It works very well. So I like to have three pairs in their various stages of, oh, what's the word? Of perfection or lack thereof. Now, the reason that it works this way is you buy a pair of shoes. What's going to happen to them? Are they going to get newer looking every day that you wear them? No, they're not because they submit to change and they submit to the kind of change that we almost always submit to in this world in one way or another. They change not for the better, they change for the worse. They're a lot scrubbier before long than they started out. Well, I can use that, but it just is a fact that it happens. You buy a new car. I pulled up beside a pickup today and somebody still had the sticker on the pickup. It was an okay pickup. It really didn't look all that bad, but it had a sticker inside the window. And down at the bottom there, you can't help but look at this. There was an amount that said $50,000. And I looked at that and I wanted to say, are you kidding? No, no, no. $50,000, no. Note to self, your principle about never, ever, ever, ever buying a brand new vehicle unless you have money to burn or unless you just really want to have that new vehicle smell. And even then, you really ought to get one of those scent spray things that has the new vehicle smell. You can buy that for $2.50, squirt it inside the vehicle, and you can get the new vehicle smell. But if you're not anxious or if you don't have a reason business-wise or whatever that you really can't afford to lose a ton of money when you drive the new vehicle off the lot, don't buy a new vehicle for goodness sakes. That's another story. I've got a truck that I just love, but I'll let the first folks take uh, about a $25,000 hit. You see a vehicle, when you drive it off of the lot, loses some value, certainly if it was brand new. It also loses some value, even if it's used and you drive it off the lot. 15 minutes later, you want to trade it in. You will find out that all of a sudden it has flaws that they didn't mention or whatever, and the price is a whole lot lower and all of that. You know that. You've done that yourself. It's change. That's what it is. It's a particular kind of change that we're going to talk about, but it's change. And time... You add a little time into the changes that are slowly happening. And one of these days, that truck, that car, that van, whatever you're buying, that beautiful thing is not so beautiful. Change has happened. Time has happened. And it happens in ways that are a great deal more personal than that. I really hesitate to mention this. But if you've been on the scale lately, it's possible that you've had change in a very positive direction. But for most of us, positive means that we're packing on some pounds. 
I guess you could call that positive. It's certainly in the plus direction, but it's not what we wanted. You may have not played, if you're a guy like I am, you may not have played racquetball in a good long time because, you know, about 38 years ago, you moved to a town that doesn't have a racquetball court nearby. You used to always enjoy that. And I guess in the back of your mind is the idea that if you just had a racquetball court close at hand, you could jump right over there right now, pick up a racket and a ball and go after it and just be pretty gum competitive. No, you couldn't. Think about this. It really wouldn't work out that way. There's been a lot of years since I played racquetball. There's been a lot of change. On Saturday, my son got up on top of our church and replaced some lights. We needed that done. I really appreciated him doing that. For some reason, my wife said that I should not do that. She never did like it when I did that. We used to have some lights up there on the steeple that needed to be replaced fairly often. We just couldn't find lights that would stay lit. There's that change again. They don't last forever. Finally, we found some lights, LED lights, that last an awful long time, and that's a wonderful thing. But we had to do some repairs and stuff recently, and we decided to replace all of those lights. And so I was just tempted to get up there and change the lights. That was causing distress to anybody that I told it to. I can't imagine why. Yeah, I can. It's change. They don't think that it would be good for me at this point in my life to get up there and change the lights on the steeple. I think it'd be fine, even though I don't look forward to it that much, but there's been some change that took place that causes them to be particularly unhappy about that idea of me at this point in my life getting up there, even though I'm not all that old. You know, I'm somewhere I consider it to be late middle age, and sometimes people just laugh about that. I tell my youngest granddaughter that I have blonde hair. Oh, Ella, my hair is blonde. Papa, your hair isn't blonde. And she goes on to explain the color that she thinks that it is. It's change again. Change in lots of directions, but mostly in a direction that we're sometimes not all that happy about. We'll talk about that some more in just a minute. Now, at this point in the podcast, I'll throw in just a little bit of an ad. And probably the best thing I can do today is just point you to the website, www.curtisshelburne.com. That's C-U-R-T-I-S, no space, S-H-E-L-B-U-R-N-E.com. I'd love it if you'd go over there and check some things out. There are some books over there that I've written over the years. There are some blog posts over there that I've written over the years. There are all of these podcasts there. They just automatically go there. And there's a bunch of good music there. At least I think it's good. And I would love to have you check some of that out. If you have time, why don't you head over to the website, www.curtisshelburn.com. I sure do appreciate it. And now, let's focus on faith. Entropy. Yeah, entropy. 
What pops into your head when you hear that word? Well, just to prove that I listened some in a science class over 40 years ago, here you go. Entropy, the tendency of a body in motion to remain in motion and a body at rest to remain at rest. Impressive, right? Not so much, because I'm now reminded that is not the definition of entropy. That is the definition of, and here's your chance to show off, that's the definition of inertia, not entropy. Okay, let me think. Entropy is a wasting away or progressive decline due to disease or disuse. For example, a muscle due to neurological disease or trauma. Uh, no, that's atrophy. Maybe I should look it up. Yes, I should. And overcoming inertia on my couch, I just did. And it, like life, is much, much more complicated than one might think. Just read a little of even the Wikipedia article about entropy, and you'll find that the concept is integral to classical thermodynamics, statistical physics, informational theory, chemistry, and more. But then I looked the word up in my favorite online dictionary. Yep, thermodynamics is there too, but jump on down to definition 2b. A process of degradation or running down or a trend to disorder. Bingo! Inertia may keep me on the couch, but entropy just might be behind my inertia. Yes, and I suppose all of this could be connected to mental atrophy. Stuff, as a rule, just runs down. Downer examples are depressingly easy to find. In fact, we talked about some of them when we talked about the kind of change that is negative in the introduction. You know, I drive past what was once a beautiful lawn, one the previous owner was justly proud of. It's got a new owner. The grass is already history. A car or two is parked on what was the yard. I don't know, in my head, one of the best or worst descriptions of entropy, if you want to just see it in action, is when somebody starts parking a car in their yard. Oh, good grief. That's kind of a pet peeve. I could go on. I won't. But that's entropy. It was a beautiful place. It was a beautiful lawn. Maybe it was the sort of lawn that you looked at, and early in the spring you said, well, that lawn doesn't look all that great yet, which means it's really not time for mine to look great yet because his always is the best-looking yard in town. Well, I don't have any idea that mine might be the best-looking yard in town, but I'd like for it to kind of hold its own, you know, and look good. But the guy I'm thinking of passed away, and his yard passed to somebody else, and it's not a big deal to them. And it's really quite obvious. It just is. Entropy. It really has degraded. It really has run down. It really is displaying a tendency toward disorder. And I don't know, sometimes I think that's a bigger thing than we think. You know, I think there was something to that 
broken windows policing that they tried in New York. If you've got just a little pride in where you live, it makes a big difference. Entropy, though, is something you have to work to keep at bay. It's hard. Even really nice hotels have a shelf life. You've probably already learned that. Without a lot of continual work and many dollars, what a great place! Quickly becomes, wow, what a dive. Didn't we just have the house painted? Rats. It's already peeling and begging for more paint. Most cool cars, we touched on that earlier, didn't we, don't stay cool. They start to creak and rattle. That's bad enough. It's really kind of tough that their owners do, too. Didn't I just drop ten pounds about ten minutes ago? Well, it wasn't ten minutes ago. And why am I up now to, say, fifteen over where I started? Once respected media outlets degenerate into National Enquirer wannabes, Joe Cool thought the tattoo on his chest looked really, well, cool. I wonder if he likes it now that it's a whole lot nearer to his stomach. Great tans turn into not-so-great skin damage and wrinkles. Cosmetic work can put off the inevitable, but when raising the left eyebrow causes a right pinky toe to wiggle, that's entropy. That's not progress. And can I still list gray as my hair color? Or has entropy robbed me even of that? Oh, my little Ella wouldn't use the word entropy, but she might use a different word than gray because, yeah, she's convinced it's past that. And that is entropy. What entropy is really is harsh reality. So much around us seems to be running down. But amazingly enough, some things don't have to. My attitude might actually be getting better. It's a long shot, but it's possible. I might pray for and find God's help to heal a relationship. I might even lose a little weight, but far better, I might lose a chip off my shoulder. With the Lord's help, my spirit might actually grow faster than my waistline. Yes, a person's hair might be turning white or turning loose, but maybe some wisdom is accruing in his cranium. Maybe her heart is becoming younger and more vibrant. Maybe laughter is making laugh lines much more than worth their downside. Entropy. It may be as pervasive and real as the law of gravity, but even if our backs hurt worse with time, our souls can learn to dance longer, better, and with more joy. Because this is the truth. Real joy never runs out, and it never runs down. That's good news, folks. Well, again, thank you for joining us on this Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. I'm so glad you chose to join us, and I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us again. If you like it, why don't you tell some friends about it? Sure would appreciate it. Have a great day.